Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Sveck. A psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Welcome back. This is a sort of a version of this podcast that I put together today because of some events that are occurring that I wanted to talk to you about. And really when it comes to what we do as humans, when we begin to feel that there's something happening, uncertainty or fear, things happen to our brain and our bodies that are have been there forever. And, and even though these are financial issues and things that we're hearing in the media or seeing, the issue really comes up is what we need to do about it. So let me start by talking about this from the sense of when you start to feel fear, we have an automatic response. Our body and our brain working together make sure there's enough um, energy for you to fight or run. There's an impulse that we have to, to get out of that dangerous situation. And it may be that we need to fight or protect ourselves and then get away. And this is an instinctual sort of response to fear. Fear begins by our senses, what we pick up around us. You hear a noise in a, in a strange place. Uh, someone is uh, approaching you that you don't know and you feel afraid by their body language and so on. So we're instinctively sort of built to be able to survive. Now, even though it's not going to harm us physically, uh, the fears that happen when it comes to money and finances, the response of our body is very similar. So the first step is really to look at all the factors and say to yourself, okay, what is the level of true risk for me here? And how do I analyze that uh, situation? And what do I do about it? So let's talk about what's happening today. And this was motivated by my review, and I always do this. I look at short-term and long-term interest rates. And there's a a little trigger. Now, this isn't a, a not anything that I'm going to talk about today doesn't definitively prove anything, but combined together, it's going to increase your fear response. And that's why I'm bringing this up today. So when short-term interest rates are very close to what long-term interest rates are, or in some cases, higher than long-term interest rates, there's been some history to suggest this indicates a future problem in our economy. But today we're sitting here looking at three different types of issues. There are world events that cause us anxiety. There are national or Canadian events. And then there are local or what I call micro economies that we analyze and look at that and look at what does that have to do with our, our fear and uncertainty. So let's look at world events. Uh, Brexit in England about uh, the, the British economy basically separated separating from all of Europe and the and the stress around that. Uh, the world event of what Russia is doing as far as invading and taking over different parts and the conflict. The issue in uh, Saudi Arabia with the um, human rights and the, um, the suggestion that they have uh, uh, killed a, a reporter. Uh, China and the tariffs and human rights issues there as well, but also uh, their economy. Uh, what's happening south of the border with uh, Mr. Trump and some of his issues. Uh, 
and then and then generally there's there's something happening with um, extremes in our climate. We we may or may not be sure why, but whoever you talk to will disagree. But there is something happening, and it's causing incredible changes in our climate and water levels. And people talk about this as it's a very significant world event. And when we can't control these events, our anxiety actually increases. Now let's look at Canada. So we're, we're gradually going from the world all the way down to your neighborhood. In Canada, we have issues with our um, our oil. Uh, we are receiving significantly less for oil than the value on the world uh, uh, prices, and it's causing incredible unemployment and stress in Western Canada. Just this week in uh, Oshawa, um, auto plants were closed. An auto plant was told uh, we were told it's going to be closed and putting 2,800 people out of work. The oil industry they they re- they suggest it's over 100,000 people. We continue to have interprovincial barriers. So you can go to your local wine store and purchase a wine from France or Italy, but you can't in Ontario, for example, purchase a bottle of wine made in Nova Scotia. We have incredible barriers between provinces, and that stops trade, and that adds to the problem today. We have a federal election coming up in a year, and it seems already that everyone's sort of doing politics instead of taking care of us and our country. Interest rates continue to be puzzling in Canada. We have interest rates that are going up, but we have an economy that's going down. So it's a bit, it's a bit strange. We have trade barriers in Canada. Uh, Mr. Trump has stopped us from... Um, importing and exporting certain things and there's issues of milk and so the dairy industry is is somewhat anxious so trade barriers are becoming significantly concerning in Canada as I indicated in some states in some issues sorry we have uh, inverted curve as far as uh, interest rates so the amount you get or will pay for a short-term rate is equal or more than you will pay for a long-term rate and that that has been going on for some time and again that can predict economic difficulties. We also have a significant issue with a lack of trades, meaning people who are able to work in as electricians or uh, heating and cooling experts, people that we need to basically build things and keep us going. There's an incredible lack of talent, an incredible lack of skilled trades. And overall in our work um, population, there appears to be a declining level of productivity or work ethic. So those are a few of the world and national or Canadian issues that can cause anxiety when it comes to your investing and money decisions. Now look at your community because this is where it really happens for me and that's your micro economies, your local stores, your municipal taxes. Property taxes are extremely important when it comes, and I've talked about that in previous podcasts, and if those continue to rise as interest rates may go up, What's going to happen with your taxes and your ability or your, your local grocer or coffee shop to ability to continue? Uh, what's happening in agriculture? I live in an agricultural community, so we have seniors and we have farmers. And, and that's a big part of the capital that we have and the, and the people who go out and buy clothes and coffee and groceries and all the things, cars and so on. So what's happening to agriculture? Well, we've had some, some issues locally. We had some issues with a type of fungus in the corn that caused 
um, caused it to be not sellable. And so the government's tried to kick in with some money, but the bottom line is the farmers are going to suffer. There's uncertainty regarding the dairy industry. We have some dairy farmers here in my community, not as many as in some communities in Ontario and other parts of Canada, but we do have some. So there's uncertainty when it comes to some of the agricultural products. Uh, but generally speaking, it's fairly stable. Farmers are fairly stable. And the good farmers know about, you know, when, when, when times are great and times are not so great, they generally are able to put aside resources to help with that. So the key to these times of uncertainty, and I talk about it in my book, the, the, the key things that you need to do to fight the fear, the money fear, is to have, first of all, a diversity of investment assets. So if you have cash, you're able to take advantage of any drops in situations, whether it be stock market or property values or anything that may be coming. So you have that security. Hopefully you have some long-term uh, types of two to three to four-year types of investments where, where interest rates are guaranteed. And they may not be great, but you know they're guaranteed by the government and your money will be there when it comes time. If you have properties, as is the basis of, of the couple in my book and, and a lot of what I talk about, if you have uh, investment properties that are providing you with monthly income, in your communities where you have those investments, the question is, how are those micro-economies going? And what do you think uh, the signs are about the future? People have to live somewhere. Generally speaking, if, if there's a problem in the economy, people are more likely to rent than buy a home. So two things will happen. You will be able to rent more of your, your, your apartments or your rooms to people. Also, neighboring properties may decrease in value and may, able to, may be able to pick up some of those. So those are some examples of some diversification and, and the importance of looking at the micro-economies of where you invest. Um, another very important factor uh, in the book, we talk about solar. There is some um, issues about solar, but generally speaking, if you have a solar contract or if you're uh, reverse metering your hydropower, that means you're fairly stable as far as that income goes or as far as those savings go. And that's another piece of your diversified portfolio. Another important one is your own business or side hustle. If you are engaged in a business outside of your regular job, you're adding for extra security during these times of uncertainty and fear. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, the savings that you have. Now, when it comes to the stock market, and I'll, I'll do an entire... Um, podcast, many podcasts probably on, on the whole issue of investing in the stock market. But please remember that the the brain, your brain and your body will react to fear in a sense of fight or flight. Uh, generally, unfortunately, when the market drops and suddenly we have a ca catastrophe happening, people want to run. And that means uh, selling stocks and getting out when in fact, if you have a great company, I, I've talked in my book and I'll be talking in in future podcasts about one investment in in a real estate investment trust that I love that has apartment buildings across Canada. So if all of a sudden the market drops and and say that stock were to drop 10, 20, 30%, nothing has changed in their business. They still have a 98% um, you know, tenancy rate. They only have a 2% vacancy rate. So they're fully rented basically. Uh, some apartments they're fixing up, so they're they're purposely empty, but they are bringing in revenue regularly. Rents are staying fairly stable. Um, they're going to continue to pay that dividend, and you continue to own shares in a very exciting, boring, 
but exciting real estate company. So you need to examine sort of what you're invested in. If you're invested in stocks that are not paying dividends and are not part of a core business in, in communities, then you have a risk of those stocks dropping incredibly. I talk about the home care stocks in my book that I've invested in and, and, and our couples invested in as far as them being very risky because they don't pay a dividend. So while you sit and wait and your stocks drop 50%, you're not receiving any benefit of taking those risks. One important comment about uh, Western Canada when we talk about our national situation and what may be causing a crisis, the question is, should you invest in, in properties or real estate investment trusts that are directly impacted by the issue of oil and the price of oil? So as, as things start to continue to move forward, we, we know that we heard that the pipeline in Canada uh, may not be activated or ready to go until 2022 or even 2023. Just this past week, the provincial government in Alberta indicated they were going to buy rail uh, cars to ship oil, which sounds, you know, whenever whenever government gets involved in business, you have to kind of say to yourself, really, uh, you're going to now do this? Um, and it will usually blow up and not be a good idea. So I am continually watching that, and in one company I have recommended, there's a REIT that has apartments, primarily in Western Canada, but now they've diversified somewhat to Ontario. Um, I'll be talking about that stock, and I do bring it up in my book as well, that there will become a time probably, if it's continually affected by the price of oil, that that will again uh, become an incredible opportunity to own a stock. However, the dividend has been dropped significantly, so it's, it's a difficult one to look at at this point. Uh, you need to get a dividend to make it a true investment. So when you look at the situation, and just to summarize, the fear that you may feel today, it's always helpful to, to gauge that on a 0 to 10 scale. I love 0 to 10 scales. It's simple and I get it. So 0 is you're fully confident. 10, you're scared out of your wits. Um, as you start to move up that scale on, on events, because events will happen every week, and unfortunately we hear about it right away with our technology. I guess that's a good thing, but it can also induce your body to respond when in fact you should be holding steady with your plan. Remember to to take the time to, to, to step back and say, okay, I'm at a level eight right now. It's probably not a good time to make these investment decisions because I'm afraid or I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about X, Y, or Z. Now, it's healthy to be concerned. It's healthy to do the digging. It's healthy to make decisions based on information. We're always trying to beat the coin flip. So in other words, if we can get information that will help us become better at how we allocate our resources, you know, just as a farmer will decide different crops to plant to make sure they're diversified and they're able to take care of any crisis or fear of, of what might happen with bad weather or changing economies when they try to sell their grain or their um, livestock or whatever it may be. So. What I want you to do is just take a step back, think about where you're at, make sure you're diversified. In the book, I talk about the different streams you need to develop and how to do that. And uh, for this podcast, uh, I, I want to just bring this up. Usually it's twice a month. This is an extra one because I wanted you to consider this as, as it, it appears that fear issues continue to be a problem for us as, as investors. So diversification, uh, look at the micro economies. That's the economies right around you the things you've invested in, um, 
the the different situations where you're where you're putting your money are they sort of resistant to the things that are happening and do you have enough of a diversification or a spreading out of your risk so that regardless of what will happen you'll be okay and you'll be able to take advantage of some of these situations i'm dr henry sveck for the shrink money advice podcast i look forward to seeing you and speaking with you again next time you have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at allsound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 